known by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer here in studio. Very busy studio. I've got some uh, wonderful young people with me, one of our wonderful priests, one of our directors of admissions at one of our local schools here, lots of parents. And so it is a bouncing, uh, a live studio, and that is awesome. we got a lot to talk about during the show. This is a program where we... Uh, talk about uh, the good things that are happening in North Texas. There's a lot of them. I know North Texas Giving Day was last Thursday and a whole lot of groups, including the folks I'll be talking to, were raising money to uh, keep their apostolates, their schools going. And so thank you to everybody who did uh, donate uh, to that. Um, I also uh, want to tell you that this is kind of a, a kind of a little sneak notice that uh, we are going on a future um Good news show going to break news about the upcoming uh, North Texas Catholic Men's Conference. Okay, now they have a Expertus Fall Conference, which is coming up on the twenty first of October with Bass Rutan. They also have a, uh, a a a winter or spring conference, I guess you could say. This year is going to be in the winter, and they have uh, an amazing, amazing speaker coming in. Okay, if you imagine like. Uh, the top speaker that you probably, other than the Pope, okay, if you think about the top speaker that uh, you would like to, to have uh, come in. So right now I'm only teasing it, okay? I, they're going to come in and give the announcement on, on, on a future Good News show. But I just want to let you know, uh, the, the, the North Texas Catholic Men's Conference this uh, coming year in 2024 is going to be probably the biggest one ever. It's going to be at St. Jude's and Allen, and uh, it's going to have uh, an incredible, incredible group of speakers, including one who's kind of like the A-list speaker right now. So congratulations to all the guys. But more information to come. This is just a teaser, okay? <laughs> uh, but let me tell you who is going to be on the program today. Uh, I am so blessed. This Friday, I'll be driving down to Round Rock, Texas, and Fullness of Truth Ministries is having their first ever Fullness of Truth conference at the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center in Round Rock, Texas. It's one of those like water park kind of, have you been there? Okay. So yeah, somebody, <laughs> okay. Somebody in the studio has been there. They got about 1200 people coming to this conference. Spiritual warfare, the rules of engagement. Uh, Father Chad Ripperger is going to be the, the keynote speaker and also Jesse Romero is going to be there. It's Friday through Sunday. I'll be the MC. Fullnessoftruth.org. Dr. Dan Schneider is one of the speakers. He's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. That's what I'm getting at here. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he'll, he'll give us a little preview. I'm sure you can still get tickets. It's only like four days away, but um, I'm sure there are still tickets. He's a professor at uh, Franciscan University of Steubenville. And then at the very end of the program, quarter till, uh, we're going to be joined in studio by Jody Hunt, uh, who is the Newhoff Institute Executive Director at the University of Dallas. And uh, she is going to be telling us about some cool things going on uh, with the Newhoff Institute there at the University of Dallas. Okay, so that's later on. So 
In a moment, I'm going to introduce you to uh, four ambassadors from Mary Immaculate School. I also have uh, Father Alphonse Nazaro uh, in studio with me. He is the pastor of Mary Immaculate Parish and a whole lot going on there. It's a very vibrant parish uh, in Farmer's Branch. And he also has with him Nicole Grobe, who is the director of admissions. You'll never believe how they did for North Texas Giving Day. Uh, last Thursday. I was blown away by how successful they are. But Father will, will share that with us in just a second. Uh, before that, let me bring in Cecil Anderson. She is our North Texas assistant. And uh, Cecil did something pretty incredible last Friday. I was out of town. <laughs> I was driving up to Benedictine College to visit my, my, my daughter. And uh, Cecil just had this small task of hosting a, a program about the Summa Theologia. Something I'm well-versed in, you yeah, know. Yeah, but I was listening on the way up. My whole family was. And I mean, seriously, if, if you had listened to me in the car, I was like, wow. Uh, and you, you picked the topic of prayer. But you really, <laughs> you did. and William did such a great job. It was oh, really, really, thank you. I mean, it's like. I mean, I actually was proud. I was like a proud, like, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, the the students became the master. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're going to do it again this Friday. We are going to do it again. We're going to have student takeover part two. And I'm, we're still in discussions exactly what the topic is. But I wanted to be fair. I chose the topic of prayer. And William was thinking about, We I know we've touched on it before, but possibly going back to the different forms of government and Aquinas. Because oh, okay. okay. that's something William's really more passionate about. And so I wanted to let him have kind of one that was more, you know, I was teaching mostly. And I did a lot of the stuff. And he can do this one a little bit more. Now, not to give anything away, but I think uh, Aquinas would have preferred a monarchy. You've, uh, uh, I think well, so. Okay, I guess we have to switch away, topic okay? now. I, uh, yeah, I don't he, think we can he, do he that one anymore. Believed, uh, you know, one God, one Pope. I think right. he would have said. So just in kind of going same, into uh, yeah. Why did he think right, that and right. kind of some of his reasoning and the objections to it as well? Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Honestly, William and I, after the soon as that show ended, we were like, oh, we made it. <laughs> we, we did it. We also oh, had a lot. Some, we yeah, had some technical issues, difficulties yeah. in the beginning. Uh, no one got to hear. We actually came in singing September by Earth, Wind and Fire, but no oh, one heard it because the, uh, the audio wasn't yeah, working. Probably a so, good thing. Yeah, probably, probably was for the thing. best. You also went out and did a live remote broadcast in Forney uh, over the weekend on I Saturday. Did. How'd that go? It was a lot of fun. I was out there from 10 to 11 in Forney at St. Martin of Tours. Um, I got to see their new beautiful church that really stands very tall right off of the highway. So really beautiful. And gosh, I think it's been a few years since we've been to their carnival, Dave, but they've really grown. That parish community has grown. And my contact, Lou Huffman, who is also the chairman of that event, I think he took today off of work because he said he needed a day to recover because he was doing all sorts of things. Got to talk to their pastor, Father Patrick. Um, So it was a lot of fun. They're very warm and welcoming. Yeah, I listened to a part of it from Atchison, Kansas, but I was like, I think I'm going to leave her alone. I didn't need to text you. Hey, it's you're like, sounding I'm good. Yeah, so, all right. Well, thanks. And uh, uh, let's see, this weekend uh, we are going to be out at... St. Michael's uh, in McKinney. St. Michael uh, the Archangel. Oh, yeah, on Sunday. Okay, yes, for the, the carnival. And yeah, we've got a whole bunch of other ones coming up as well. All right. Well, thank you, Sissel. And I hope you had a good weekend and uh, the, the, that your work week is off to a good start as well. Let us turn uh, all of our attention to Mary Immaculate School now. And I, I got to give kudos to Father Alphonse because Father Alphonse, even at a, a previous school that he was at, uh, at All Saints in, in Dallas, starts this uh, ambassador program where students are, well, I won't give a whole lot of it away in case though we won't talk about it, but, but it's, it's just student leadership, you know, and uh, so we've got uh, four uh, Eighth graders uh, in studio. Uh, yeah, they're all eighth graders. Uh, Sienna Abela. I hope I spelled that. I got that right. Uh, Allison Martinez, Saya Rivera, and uh, Grace uh, Terren. Terren. And they're all here, and I'm going to come and talk to each one of them individually. And they're all very, very involved at Mary Macklin, playing sports and drums, serving at the altar, band. Uh, I mean, 
uh, student government. In fact, we have the student council president with us in Siena. And so these are really, really outstanding students, and their parents are here with them. I bet their parents would agree with that as well, as would Father Alphonse. So uh, Father Alphonse, and then I'm going to go to Nicole Grobe, Director of Admissions, so she can brag a little bit about, uh, or a lot of bit, about uh, Mary Mac's school. But Father, welcome. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell us um, about the school. You were going to talk about North Texas Giving Day. I've already kind of teased that you guys kind of kind of did well. How, how successful was last Thursday? Well, let me tell you a little bit. <laughs> you know, um, it just shows the, the enthusiasm and the confidence that our families and parishioners have of our school. It's been around for almost 65 years. It's been educating thousands of students for a long time. And we know what we're doing, and we're doing a great job at it. And so I was shocked when, uh, and we're still bringing in checks every single day, but we're over five hundred thousand mm, dollars. Wow, half a million dollars! I I can't believe it. I'm just so blessed to have a great team that I work with uh, on a daily basis, and uh, that money the the families know that that money will go directly back to their children mm-hmm. and developing our campus, beautifying it, and the programs that we have, the amazing uh, projects that we have coming up. Uh, we have a greenhouse that we're going to be building, and this is not just like some rinky-dink uh, greenhouse. This is a a uh, commercial grade uh, greenhouse that will help children to get hands-on experience and you know get away from the t- uh, technology and the um, uh, electrical stuff yeah. that they are constantly using. Actually getting into yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah, and being able to use their hands and look at nature and God's creation, especially for the younger grades like pre-K four, they'll have a blast with this with it. And we we found an amazing, incredible. Um, individual who's a master gardener uh, who will be leading the program and um, and just exciting things going on. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I like to t- take this opportunity to just thank all the families and parishioners that helped uh, help to make North Texas Giving Day a tremendous success. Yeah, awesome. And uh, let me now turn to Nicole Grobe, Director of Admissions. And uh, Father told me before um, we started that, I, I guess, uh, a few years ago, 386 students, now up to 467. I think you'll be quick to point out by the end of this week, there'll be a couple more, right? So <laughs> We are. Uh, we're, we're adding kids all the time. Uh, you know, we're, we're growing steadily, but not too quickly. Yeah. You, you sent me some bullet points uh, that, about the school, and rather than reading any of these, why don't, why don't you just pick some of the ones that you'd like to talk about? That you, what, what makes this school special? Sure. I think we have a, a few things that really make us stand out from the rest. Uh, one of them is that our principal and our couple of religion teachers are Nashville Dominicans, and with them at our school, they've brought the virtues and practice program that they wrote. Um, so it's in all of the schools that they teach in, and it's an opportunity for our students and our families to grow in virtue each month. So the students that are older, like these girls, they can work on it as friends, um, but the younger students, they're encouraged to work with their families. And mm-hmm. so this month, we're working on charity. It's also the year of charity. So um, September was charity for our school. And my daughter's in fourth grade, so her saint was St. Vincent de Paul. Mm. So yesterday, we spent the day going through her closet and deciding what she wasn't going to keep anymore. 
Um, and with that, you know, there were growing pains. You know, she had to get rid of things that she didn't want, but that she knew were going to bless someone else. Um, but at the same time, it's still getting rid of your own things. Yeah, and uh, Father was talking about the greenhouse, uh, new business program, yeah. uh, some elective that I can't even pronounce, uh, hydroponics? Hydroponics. Uh, what, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So what, hydroponics, hydroponics is growing things indoors just using water. So they have a spe- special nutrient blend that they use. We have these wonderful towers, so the students work together with their teacher uh, to to grow lettuce varietals and tomatoes and and just learn how things grow indoors using artificial light and nutrients with water um, and then they couple that program with our business program and develop a business plan and figure out how much their time is worth what their product is worth if they were going to sell it and how would they market it things like that so mm. they get real world experience in the classroom every day yeah that's exciting and also uh, a pre-k four now yes. uh, with 46 students we have 46 that, students in yeah, pre-k that's that's new is that new this year or last year or, was okay, our first year. year so this is our our second year of pre-k and uh it grew a little bit too mm-hmm. uh so that was exciting um and you know we just look forward to all of those children moving up to kindergarten yeah, I'm a product of Catholic education. I went to St. Patrick's in Dallas from fourth to eighth grade and then Jesuit. And uh, I, I just have such fond memories of being in Catholic school. And uh, it, it was it was such an integral part of my life. So uh, I think it's a great thing to support. And uh, I'll say this, and then we'll talk about it at the end as well. There is an open house coming up next week, Thursday the 5th at 6.30 p.m. And then also Friday the 6th at 9.30 a.m. So pretty much fits every schedule. Right? Yes. If you're an evening person or you're a morning person, then uh, next Thursday and Friday. We'll talk more about that. I also want to ask Father Alphonse about Catholic identity and how Mary Immaculate, uh, and then having these wonderful uh, Dominican nuns on campus. Let's turn our attention to the ambassadors themselves. As I mentioned, Sienna, Allison, Seya, and uh, Gracia are all eighth graders, which is the highest grade over at Mary Immaculate School. We'll ask them all where they're going to go next year, where they would like to go next year, and we'll do that in a second. But let me start with uh, Sienna, um, who uh, does volleyball, basketball. She's the student council president, uh, Septian Entertainment Group for the last four years. That's interesting. I wonder yes. what that is. Uh, Sienna, what is an ambassador? Uh, tell us, what, what does that mean? So an ambassador, I feel, is we're well-rounded students who really do represent the school and lead it. Um, we welcome new families and incoming students to Mary Immaculate, and we welcome them into our family-like community. Mm-hmm. And uh, to win student council president, did you have to win a, a like a, a vote of the whole school? Or yes. oh, so, wow. so you have to be nice to the young kids too, yes. don't you? <laughs> wow, that that's quite an honor. Yeah, that that is quite an honor to be the the, the, the end. So I know we're going to talk uh, about other things as well, student council, which we'll talk about in a second. But let me go over to Gracia. And uh, I understand, uh, I think uh, Ms. Grobe told me that there's how many ambassadors and how are y'all selected? Uh, How how does one become an ambassador? So um, each student ambassador has to go through an application process. The student has to fill out the application and then um, they have an interview. It could either be with Sister Marianne, Father Alphonse, or some of the teachers. Um, So this is offered for students in grades 6th through 8th grade. Mm -hmm. And they're... um, and yeah, and they have to go through the interview. And it's my sister went through it. I went through it as well. It's something that really teaches the student how, you know, 
gives them a little view into the future when they're doing an application for high school, maybe for a job. Mm-hmm. But yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. So it can be sixth through eighth graders. Uh, y'all just all happen to be eighth graders. Uh, <laughs> but there, there, there could be uh, younger students who are the ambassadors as well. Very interesting. Yes. Okay. I kind of uh, anticipated a question that Saya was going to answer. I apologize for that. How many uh, Saya student ambassadors are they and then uh, of course we just talked about the sixth through eighth grades and so i took a little bit of your your question away but yeah how how many and anything else you want to say about uh, you know your process of uh, of becoming an ambassador as well uh so we have 48 ambassadors currently wow. from sixth through eighth grade um i feel like definitely the ambassadors have a really strong um influence on the new uh, students I personally was influenced to come to Mary Immaculate from my student ambassadors. I feel like they really showed me um, the community and how Mary Immaculate's just so much different than any other school environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. So, that, well, there's a there's a lot of them, aren't there? Well, let's uh, let's talk about some of the different aspects uh, of being a student at Mary Immaculate. And uh, Allison, we haven't heard from you yet, but uh, when I was talking beforehand about what y'all want to talk about, you immediately said you want to talk about sports. <laughs> And, uh, of course, you play lacrosse, golf, volleyball, basketball. You're an altar server. You're in youth group. You're an RCIA volunteer. Wow, you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the sports at Mary Macklin. So our, sports, our DPL sports start from 5th through 8th grade. We have football, volleyball, cross country, high steppers, basketball, swim, softball, futsal, soccer, track, golf, <laughs> baseball, and lastly, tennis mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yes, we have we have a lot of sports um recently we've won a lot of championships we won three championships um in basketball and mm-hmm. we also brought home a bunch of um banners from the high steppers they won a bunch of awards from dancing yeah it really unites a school doesn't yeah. it when you can get behind and go to the games and cheer on the other yes. kids i mean i can't imagine a school that didn't have sports and yeah. also the discipline that you get to learn as a as an athlete as well uh do you have a favorite sport personally yes um it's lacrosse oh really yes i don't even think when i was in school there was lacrosse i mean it existed <laughs> but it wasn't at in my school yeah. so um yeah well that, that that's cool what position do you play uh I played mid- midfielder and defense. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's Allison Martinez, eighth grader, one of our ambassadors. And let me go back to uh, Sienna, who is going to tell us about student council. As I mentioned, uh, she is student council president, and she also plays a lot of sports, volleyball, basketball, softball, track, cross country. <laughs> that's, a, that's a busy yeah, life. it's uh, really tell, busy. Tell us about student council and how you got involved in that. So student council, we did have to go through an election process. So definitely we had to make posters and it was just this big campaign. It was really fun. But our student council um, organizes different events for our parishioners and, of course, our school. So for instance, right now we are working on our trunk or treat, which is open to anybody, which is open to the public. So the seventh and eighth graders will um, they'll work together to make trunks and they'll decorate them. And you can just go in Halloween costumes. And it's really fun. It's a really fun activity. We're working on our dances. So our seventh and eighth grade dances that we're going to have this year, maybe a costume theme, Hawaiian. And then we're also working to make a movie night. So a movie night for our whole school. We can all just watch a big movie, have fun, like 
get to know each other, different students as well. Mm-hmm. When uh, Now that you've uh, become student council president, uh, when you go to high school, would you, you think you might want to continue to do something like that and run for office? I mean, I know it can be a little nerve-wracking sometimes because yes. you got to wait for all the results to come in. you got to campaign and all that. But do you enjoy that? I really do enjoy it. I enjoy being like a busy body and having <laughs> – it's just – it gets me excited. Uh, but student council really does prepare me to maybe run for office in high school. It prepares us to be a leader and to speak up and really just represent. Yeah, very good. So, all right. Well, thank you, Sienna. Let's go to Saya Rivera, and uh, she's going to talk about volunteering. So uh, what kind of volunteering opportunities are available at Mary Immaculate? So at Mary Immaculate, there's lots of opportunities to volunteer. Um, Right now, we are preparing for our fall festival and we're working on selling raffle tickets, and you can do service hours at our fall festival um, okay. for the parish. And we're also we also have our upcoming MID obstacle course, which is where um, students in the older grades volunteer um, in the gym to uh, have our younger students just play around and have fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, in junior high, you have to have a minimum of ten hours um, for your whole grade, uh, like to pass the grade. I guess it's kind of yeah. like a credit type thing. So it's definitely like, it kind of feels like you have to do it, but really once you get into it, it's more like you feel good doing service. Mm-hmm. And uh, you uh, you play drums, huh? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a whole drum set at home? Yes, I have an electric drum set, so only I can hear it in my headphones. Okay, volunteer coach for your younger sister's uh, basketball and softball teams. And uh, you also play volleyball, basketball, softball, and track. Well, we got a lot of athletes in this room, don't we? Okay. Well, thank you, Saya. Let's uh, Gracia Terin Terin Tadine is a soccer player, basketball player, volleyball player. She's on student council as well. Yes, what is your I position? Am. Um, I am a class representative. I'm representing class eight A. Oh, okay. Yes. Very good. And uh, band, art club, drama, honor roll, yes. and altar server. And that's yes. when I said, "What do you want to talk about?" You said you want to talk about altar serving. I so tell do. us about that. So um, at Mary Immaculate, in general, all of our students really are active in their faith. Um, I think since I've been enrolled at Mary Immaculate, my faith has definitely grown. I've seen other aspects of being a Catholic that I hadn't seen before. And so one of the ways I like to carry that out is being an altar server at our um, parish, at our, yes, parish, <laughs> mm-hmm. church. Um, I altar serve there. Um, so I altar serve um, normally during the weekends on Sundays and the morning masses, sometimes afternoon masses. Um, but I'll also, all of our students can be altar servers at school masses. So our students, we go to mass every week, every Friday. We have um, prayer buddy masses every once in a while, which uh, prayer buddies are um, younger kids we get partnered up with to grow up together in our faith. Yeah. We have our the religious year. I forgot the name. <laughs> but <laughs> basically, it's when the second graders do their first communion and us eighth graders, we do our confirmation. Yeah. So that's why we're partnered up together. But yes, um, altar serving has been something that I have loved. There's also opportunities at our school masses to read, to sing in choir, to bring up the gifts. There's um, a lot of ways students can help participate in mass. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Uh, very well stated. Uh, we were talking to four of the ambassadors at Mary Macklet School. We also have the pastor of Mary Macklet, Father Alphonse Nazaro, and uh, Nicole Grobe, Director of Admissions. They have an open house coming up next Thursday and Friday, one in the afternoon and one in the evening. 
And I'm one of the morning, I should say, and so we'll tell you more details about that. I also want to ask Father Alphonse about more about the uh, the Catholic identity. Uh, maybe this would be a good opportunity to do that. It's a good lead-in um, uh, from what Gracia was saying already. This sounds like there's a lot of Catholicism at Mary Immaculate. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, having the Dominican sisters there uh, allows the students to see the faith in action, right? Yeah. I mean, to, to see the gospel message um, in flesh and bones. And uh, they, and, and that's important because it's not just a theory for the kids, but they actually see people who have dedicated their lives. I mean, they see the priests as well, but they see people de- that have dedicated their lives to, to serve God. Mm-hmm. And with a smile on their face, the, the sisters bring a lot of joy. Even, you know, Sister Mary though she's the principal, right? She brings a lot of joy and children come up to her and uh, speak to her freely and the door's always open. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a good, strong Catholic identity at Mary Immaculate, uh, which also means that academics are very important and athletics are very, anything that forms the character, the personality, um, the person, the human person, that is something that we're trying to foster. I mean, our, our philosophy really is to create a learning environment that fosters excitement and wonder. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we have the business program, right? How do I apply all these mathematical principles, scientific principles? Well, in business, uh, that's that can be very exciting. And then with the greenhouse, when the children can get their hands on learning and they learn about nature, that creates excitement and wonder. Mm-hmm. And so we want our children to be able to say, I used to think math was boring, and now I love it. And I used to think science was boring, and now I love it, and I, history. And all the major subjects, how do I apply this to day-to-day reality? Yeah. And yeah. that's the goal that we have at Mary Immaculate. And we've turned it into our philosophy, and uh, we're excited about that. And so are so many families that they will drive all the way from Kaufman Right to go to our school. Yeah, thirty-one zip codes. Thirty-one zip codes. codes. It's amazing, and we get families from Irving, from Capel, from Carrollton, from Louisville, uh, from Farmers Branch, of course, from all over Dallas, and uh, people are coming to Mary Immaculate because they see that there's exciting things that are happening. And that families are very happy about it. The website, uh, mischool.org, mischool.org. Let me go back around uh, our ambassadors, and I'm going to close out uh, with Nicole and then get a blessing from Father. And that's, uh, boy, the time is going by so fast. We're down to our last five minutes. So I'm just going to go from my right to left, and I'm going to ask you, uh, have you decided yet where you would like to go next year? Because you can't go back to Mary Immaculate. They don't have a ni- ninth grade, right? So you're going to um, go somewhere. Then also maybe um, have you thought about what you may want to do professionally? I had no idea what I wanted to do until I was in college. So don't worry if you <laughs> change your mind. But uh, we'll start with uh, Sienna. So Sienna, wh- wh- where would you like to go next so year? So I would really want to go to Ursuline Academy. And I really do speak for all of us when I say this. But MIS really does prepare us for these high schools. I mean, we're taking ISEE classes to get into these Catholic high schools, and the education at MIS is just so good. And we really, we really, they really do prepare us. I don't yeah. know how much more I can express that. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Any idea what you like to do when you uh, are? Yeah, are um, uh, so maybe not. I'm not really sure. But if anything, I would want to do psychology. Psychology. Oh, okay psychologist yeah all right psychology very good okay well th- thank you very much uh, sienna abila did i get that name right i hope i pronounced Ab- close yes, enough abila, uh, abila. <laughs> okay uh okay so now we go to uh, allison martinez uh where would you like to go um 
the <clears throat> the high school I would like to attend next year is Ursuline Academy. Okay. Um, MIS, being an MIS student ambassador really is helping me getting over a bunch of my fears that I had. Yeah. One of the biggest ones was talking around people that I didn't really <laughs> or know. Or talking on the radio. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing great, yeah. Um, it's really preparing me. And when we did our applications like to become a student ambassador, after we submitted our applications, we did a meeting. And I know in high school, you submit your application and then you get a meeting at the school. Yeah. So that's really helping me out. Yeah. All yes. right. Well, very good. And so, okay, well, let's go to uh, Sayo Rivera. And uh, where would you like to go? There seems to be a little bit of a trend going on here. But uh, yeah. <laughs> where would you like to go and what would you like to do? Um, I would also like to go to Ursuline Academy just because I feel like um, it will really help me to get into a college of choice. Yeah. And my mom and both my aunts also went there and my uncle went to Jesuit. So I definitely want to go there. And then after high school, I want to go to OU Okay. for um, their law program. And then after that, I would like to become a lawyer. Wow, it's amazing. You all already have a pretty clear idea in many cases uh, what, what you want to do. Uh, all right. Okay, well, let's, uh, Gracia, Tadin. Tadin, yes. We'll close us out. Uh, is it going to be four for four, Ursuline? Or what, what are you thinking? Well, yes, I think so. Um, <laughs> Ursuline is definitely something I have in mind, um, something I would, uh, look, high school I would like to attend to. Now, I also have in mind jp2 um i still haven't decided but adding on to what sienna said i think mis definitely prepares you for these high schools and not only academically but you know as a person you grow as a person you become more confident in yourself and you already have like all these goals set to um for me personally my goals in life are not that clear yet i do know i would like to go to university and um, possibly become a lawyer too. Hmm. I am leaning leaning to that um, law yeah, kind of side yeah. of it, but yes, definitely. All right. Well, very good. Well, you all represent the school so well, and you did so well, and. I can't imagine being an eighth grader and being uh, thrown on the radio. <laughs> but uh, you all, uh, again, Sienna, Allison, Seiya, and Gracia, thank you so much for being here. Let's uh, close out. We've just got about a, a minute left. Uh, Nicole Grobe is the Director of Admissions. You've got some open houses coming up next week. Do you want to give us a preview on how people, do they need to register to show up or what? Sure. So we do have open house next week. We have Thursday, October 5th at 6.30 in the evening. And then we have Friday, October 6th at 9.30 in the morning. So if you're feeling really excited, you can join us for School Mass (laughs) and see what it's all about. That's at 8.15. And then we'll head over to the school and have tours. Um, You can register on the school website, mischool.org, through the admissions page. But it's not necessary. We just we want to show you around and, and meet you. All right. Thank you so much. And congratulations on all the uh, success with enrollment and admissions. Uh, that is awesome. MISchool.org. And then, Father Alphonse, we will be started with you. We'll close with you. Would you be able to close out uh, uh, with a, a blessing? Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you, Dave, for having us every year. And um, it's such a tremendous blessing to be able to give these children this opportunity to speak on radio and to be able to share their ideas and thoughts. Mm-hmm. With, with you and with our Catholic community across Dallas. 
Yeah. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I wish every school would do it. Yeah. Uh, but we don't. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a blessing. It's great to have young people and y'all. And not that you're not young people, but uh, <laughs> you're not as young as them. <laughs> thank you, Dave. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you. It was all going Appreciate so well. It. Appreciate it, Dave. Uh, all right, Father, would you mind imparting in the a blessing? Of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We give you thanks, Almighty God, for all your many blessings. You will live and reign forever and ever. And may the Lord bless each and every one of you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much thank you again. Thank you so much uh, for having us. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Y'all did great. And I'm sure your parents are, well, many of the parents are here and they're very proud of you. And we'll send you all the audio of this as well. And you can listen back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks again, Father Alphonse. Thank you, uh, Nicole, for setting all this up. It's a great honor to have you guys on with us. This is the uh, Good News Show. And I don't even know if we're going to take a break or not. We'll take a one minute break or yes or no. Okay. Yeah. One minute break. And I'll have a very, very quick goodbye to all these wonderful people from Mary Mac at school. And then we're going to talk about uh, Fullness of Truth Conference this weekend in Round Rock, Texas at the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center. Our guest is going to be Dr. Dan Schneider, and he's one of the speakers, along with Father Chad Ripperger, Spiritual Warfare, the Rules of Engagement, uh, is coming up in four days. I think you can still get tickets. So we'll take a quick break and come back with uh, Dr. Schneider after this. North Texas men, you are invited to an encounter with Christ. Join Catholic Brothers for Christ for a men's conference on Saturday, October 21st at Holy Trinity Catholic School in Grapevine from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. The guest speaker will be former Ultimate Fighting Champion Bass Rudin, who will share his journey on becoming a UFC, a United Faithful Catholic. You will be empowered to respond to God's Great Commission in your family, parish, and community. For more information on the Brotherhood or the conference, visit CatholicBrothersForChrist.com. Since 1991, the Church has directed Catholics to avoid investment in companies that violate Catholic teaching in areas such as abortion and contraception. Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors provides investments compatible with the teachings of the Catholic faith. Certified financial planner James Bell is an investment advisor representative. James can be reached by calling 817-608-7853. Sponsor of Guadalupe Radio Network, Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk. KFCAA.com for more information. All right, so this Friday, just four days from now, is going to be, I believe, the first ever Fullness of Truth conference at the um, the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center in Round Rock, Texas. And from what I understand, even last week, they already had about 1,200 people uh, that are signed up for this, and it is going to be really exciting. I'm so blessed to be the MC. I'll be there the whole weekend. My family's going with me. The theme is spiritual warfare, the rules of, of engagement. You know, you arm yourself with the expertise of internationally renowned authorities on delivery ministry, demonology, and exorcism. The keynote speaker will be Father Chad Ripperger, who many of you are, are very familiar with, as well as insights and strategies in resisting temptation and deepening your prayer life with the Lieber Christo team of Kyle Clement, Dr. Dan Schneider, and Jesse Romero. And we have on the phone with me Dr. Dan Schneider, who is a adjunct professor of theology at Franciscan University of Steubenville. He's a member of the St. John Henry Newman Research Center for Theology at the Maryvale Institute in Birmingham, England. He's also a Benedictine oblate and a whole lot more. Wow, also a Gulf War veteran, uh, has a BA at the University of Notre Dame, a master's from Franciscan University and a PhD in biblical studies from Maryvale Institute in Birmingham. So, uh, Dr. Snyder, thanks for joining us on the, on the show today. Welcome. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and an honor. I wasn't sure if I was going to hear a British accent or not, but I guess not. Huh? <laughs> no, I, you got an Ohio accent. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, but I didn't uh, pick it up while I was over there. You know, I, I maintain. I was true to myself. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, uh, wow, what a what a lineup. Uh, let me let me just start off by talking about the, this Liber Cristo team. Um, what, what is that, and what is your association with Father Chad Ripiger? So Liba Cristo, it means, uh, it's kind of a Latin crassus of words. It means the free man, uh, freedom in Christ, the free man in and through Jesus Christ. So this was a, a, a group established to support Father Ripperger. Um, the primary founder is, is Kyle Clements, who will be speaking there. He's been Father Ripperger's right-hand man for probably 15 years now. And uh, and then I'm one of the co-founders as well. But this was really Father Ripperger and, and uh, Kyle's brainchild of how to train people and teams starting out with teams that are working with cases of afflicted, but also to develop a, uh, a system, uh, a spiritual, a, a spiritual discipline and catechetical system to help not only exorcists and, and teams working at the diocesan level and parish priest, but also uh, a resource for for all the all Catholics uh, by trying to return the ministry and the apostolate of, of deliverance and exorcism, try to demystify it a little bit and return it to, to Catholic norms in many ways. That's why we're talking about the rules of engagement this upcoming weekend. What are some of the, the rules of engagement that are that are consistent with the tradition of the Church? Yeah, and uh, I think it's a, it's a topic that is of a lot of interest. Of course, we're, we're all fighting spiritual battles, uh, but some people, it can get pretty extreme. Would you say that... The talks are geared more towards your average person fighting spiritual warfare, or is it also going to be, you know, the the more extreme cases of uh, oppression and possession? Well, no, this is this is designed for general audience. One of the principles that we've learned is that the demon militates to absurdity, and this is one of the things that I've learned over the last eight or nine years working with local cases, but also working on Father Father Ripperger's team. Um, that even in the extreme cases, which are extremely rare. Uh, we see a pattern, the pattern that the enemy says, what, he's, what we see in the ex- extreme cases of obsession and possession, the demon is still trying to work those against all of us. So what are the, what are the tools? Uh, um, uh, you know, we fight an ancient enemy and the ancient weapons are best. What are the ancient weapons of the Roman Catholic faith? We seem to abandon those these days. Let's go back to those. So you'll see, you'll hear a lot of good uh, DDT, devil-defeating theology, a practical, functional theology, functional practical advice on prayer, uh, um, it, how to shore up your interior life, your spiritual life, your interiority, how to work with, how to integrate psychological trauma, uh, how to use redemptive suffering as, as, a, as a very powerful weapon, how to tap in and remove obstacles of grace to tap into the grace offered to us through the church and the ordinary means of sanctification, which is the sacrament. So really this is just a, co- a Catholic conference um, uh, on how to live your Catholic faith. If you live a Catholic faith to its fullness and, hol- and, and, and pursue holiness of thought, word, and deed, ultimately um, the devil's going to find a softer target. Yes. Dr. Dan Schneider is my guest. He is uh, one of the speakers at this weekend's um, conference sponsored by Fullness of Truth. It's at the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center in Round Rock, Texas. I mentioned that well over a 1,000 people already registered. I think this is the first time they've been at this particular venue. I understand it's beautiful. And um, Dr. Schneider, how many talks will you personally be giving, and uh, what will be your topics? Yeah, the the first um, I'll be giving two talks on Saturday and one talk on Sunday and maybe one on Friday night. 
Um, so I, I have multiple talks lined up. We're also going to uh, meet with the um, the actor from the movie Nefarious and do a panel discussion with him uh, because there's a lot of good good fruit there for actually from that, that, that well-made Catholic movie. Um, so I have multiple talks. I'm going to be covering. Oh, we got a new a new manual came out uh, recently published by Tan Books, the, the Libra Cristo uh, Method, a, uh, um, a manual for spiritual warfare. So I'll be going over that, talking about. I use the as as kind of a narrative paradigm the story of David and Goliath, and how David and Goliath is embedded into that our principles of spiritual warfare, specifically guerrilla warfare, as we're facing giants in our own age. So, but I, I, I want to kind of talk about, about the new book that that's out. Um, and, and, and some of the, the solutions this, this book is not a book of problems. I'm not talking about the devil. I'm not talking about all the fancy stuff that we've seen. This is a book of solutions and we're trying to provide practical solutions for, for the average Catholic to find, to find victory in their spiritual life. Yeah. How did you, um, I mentioned, you know, business administration degree from Notre Dame, uh, theology at Franciscan, biblical studies. How did this particular, uh, kind of uh, topic within the Christian faith uh, interest you, or how did you get involved in, in you know, with the other the other um, men that that you're going to be speaking with? What was what was the origin of that? Well, I was I was beginning my doctoral studies, um, and uh, about eight years ago, and my uh, a good friend was being asked uh, by, our, by our our bishop at the time to form a team. Um, an exorcist team. So we, we began, he began, he asked me to come to the training and I said, well, I'm, I'm too busy to do this, but I'll, I'll be glad to sit down and just support you. Um, and here's the guy has to say, when it was Kyle Clement who was came and came to train us. And, um, it was, it was quite an experience for the first time to see the power and the beauty of the church, um, and, and the, the right of exorcism. And so, um, it was just something that our lady called me to, and so it's almost as if, you know, I was not many, many years ago, I was stationed not far from, from Austin, Texas in Fort Hood. I was in the first cavalry division there. Um, and so it, it, our lady, it's, it almost seems like she's taken that old cavalry officer, that old gunship pilot and said, I'm going to take some of those skills, but we're going to put them to work for the, uh, my son, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and his army. So, so our lady has just kind of repurposed me and put me into this field. It's not something that I would volunteer for. It's something that you have to be called to. If you volunteer for it, there's probably something wrong with you. So uh, it's something that Our Lady has got me working in in the field uh, of, of deliverance and exorcism, training priests, training teams, training lay people how to practice this safety uh, safely in a way that's consistent with the tradition of the church mm. and, 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 our, and our received tradition of Catholic spirituality. Yeah. So you, you've been present then. You have uh, witnessed uh, some of the, the exorcisms and been with priests as these, uh, these happen. Is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, both with uh, Father Ripperger and, and Society of Our Sorrowful Mother, as well as my local diocese, I've been been uh, working with uh, case you know week in and week out for many years now. Mm-hmm. You, so, meant, you mentioned so the. Yeah, the oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you you know it's it's a grind. It's not the, the spiritual warfare isn't, and even exorcism isn't. Uh, it's not a quick silver bullet. It's it's a grind. You're working with with the human uh, person who's a very uh, you know complicated. Uh, body, soul, uh, spirit, matter, mind, intellect, trying to get that whole person formed back so grace has something to grab onto and build onto. So, so it's not just a one and done weekend of laying hands on people. This is a, this is bringing to bear the weight and authority of the church and supporting and assisting priests in the, in their office of exorcist and, and, and just their office of priesthood. It's how the lay, the lay teams and lay, lay associates work with uh, at the local level. So I've been doing it for many years now. And have you have you spoken at Fullness of Truth conferences before? No, I have not. Oh, okay. 
I don't know if you've ever been to one, but I just want to kind of highlight that. Uh, that I mean, you you mentioned how you're personally going to be giving, you know, maybe four or five talks, and Jesse Romero, Kyle Clement, Father uh, Chad Ripperger. I know there's an event Friday night uh, where uh, kind of uh, it's. I don't know that it's open to everybody, but uh, there may still be tickets available. But uh, yeah, it's an event. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's all at this big resort, and there's a water park, and so I, it just it's the kind of thing you bring your family to. And I'm just so excited to be involved in this. And I, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna just absolutely love it. And, um, I, I know I've been communicating with, uh, Ken Zamet, the, the president and founder of Fullness of Truth Ministries. He's been giving me updates. I'm presuming, uh, since we're doing this interview, that tickets are still available. Uh, Dr. Schneider, do you know, uh, the situation? Can people still buy tickets? Cause it is four days from now. I'm, I'm presuming that is the case. No, I believe so. I think the rooms might be booked, uh, sold out. I mean, at least the, 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 the conference rate rooms. But yeah, I think there's still, there's still room availability. Uh, for the show, so definitely go to the, the Fullness of Truth web, web page and get your tickets. Yeah, it's a great looking web web page. All the information there is the the bios of all the speakers. Uh, again, Father Chad Ripperger will be the the keynote, and then his uh, team of Kyle Clement, Dr. Dan Schneider, who I'm talking to now, and also Jesse Romero, who I think most all, everybody on Catholic Radio is familiar with as well, uh, are all going to be speaking. Uh, the theme is uh, spiritual warfare, the rules of engagement, and uh, Dr. Schneider just about out of time is. Is there anything else that you'd like to impart with our listeners before we let you go about this conference and maybe encourage them to, uh, to get online and buy some tickets and show up on, on Friday down there in Round Rock? Yeah, no, I would just encourage Catholics to come, come as a couple. Um, there's going to be a lot of information. There'll be a lot of, of good resources, um, um, a, a lot of way to, to learn how to, to, to engage. You know, we, we're living in a time where evil is becoming more and more overt, more and more out, outed uh, and, and aggressive. So, um, come learn how to how to defend your family. Learn learn the rules of engagement. Learn how you can practice spiritual warfare. Um, uh, again, from the heart of the church, how to how how to engage and win the spiritual battle that you that we're all in uh, right right to this very moment. Amen. Uh, Dr. Schneider, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, fullnessoftruth.org is the website. Fullnessoftruth.org again. It's the spiritual warfare, the rules of engagement conference at uh, it starts Friday the the twenty ninth. This Friday, uh, which is the Feast of St. Michael, interestingly, and yeah, it goes through yeah. Sunday, October 1st at the brand new and amazing Kalahari Resort and Convention Center. You probably can tell I'm excited about this. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, me too. I'm excited. Yeah. We actually uh, delayed this conference uh, working with Ken with the launch of this book. Um, so, um, so as part of the feature, the, you know, the, the manual that we've just come, I've just come out with. Uh, so uh, I'm excited to get in the great state of Texas and get back to our old stomping ground. So I'm excited to get back there. Amen. All right. We'll see you Friday. Thanks so much for being on okay. the show with us today, Dr. Snyder. Okay. Take care. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks so much. And uh, we are going to move from that to our next topic. And I have in studio with me Jody Hunt, who is the Newhoff Institute Executive Director from the University of Dallas. You know, we've always had a University of Dallas segment on the fourth uh, Monday of the, the, the month and Claire Venegas, who has been my contact said she wants Jody to just kind of take over this segment because she's got a lot of good things. I know you were, um, and, and welcome by the way. Sure. Uh, thank Jody. you. I know you came in one time before and Cecil was hosting and she told me afterwards, she said, Oh, she was such a great guest and had so much to say. We need to have her back. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, here you are. <laughs> sure. Thank you. I was very excited to be back. Thank you very much. So tell us about the Newhoff Institute, uh, your own role as executive director. And I know you have something specific you want to talk about as well. Sure. 
Um, so as an ex- executive director, we oversee the continuing education side um, of certification. So we work with ISDs across the United States, um, not just here in Dallas, but Dallas is a big partner of ours. Um, but we also do the Arch, uh, Archdiocese of Las Vegas, Archdiocese of Atlanta. We worked with the Diocese of Albany. Um, we've been up and down um, the Eastern Seaboard, um, many of the small dioceses. Um, and what we tend to do is um, we provide a formation program for catechists um, or any other faith leader who's looking to um, come back and renew their understanding of the faith um, who have maybe have just been thrown into some type of parish work or diocesan work and they need they feel ill-equipped uh, we can help them with that um, we also do deacon formation um, and so we we do that across the country and so we don't do a whole lot of stuff inside uh, the ivory tower as we like to say mm. we're actually out in the trenches uh, working and and accompanying parishes and dioceses um, and really equipping them to do the work that they're called to do. So this is based at University of Dallas, yep. but clearly you're, like you say, it goes beyond yes. uh, the the university walls, so yes. to speak. Uh, yes. <laughs> not that there's a wall around the University of yeah. Dallas, <laughs> but uh, but uh, these other dioceses as well. How interesting. Yeah. So this yeah. is about uh, equipping uh, primarily the lay faithful to be able to catechize and teach the faith because there's a Great need for that, isn't there? Absolutely, yes. And, and, you know, we do have, and that's one thing, we do have religious and ordained that join us as well. Um, and that's sort of like one of the, one of the gifts, uh, of what we do is that, um, the, the idea of co-responsibility is that, uh, we're not divided in that formation, but with any point that we can come together. Um, so for example, in the Archdiocese of Las Vegas, we have a priest who regularly attends the meetings, um, not because he doesn't have degrees in theology and has been doing this for a really long time, but just he likes to know what, um, his laity are being formed in and he likes to go back and he just really enjoys the conversation um, with those who he works with uh, so uh, we say laity is our is probably our primary audience uh, but we do pick up you know ordained religious and things like that and, and we're very mm-hmm. blessed to do that to have them in the same room together and uh, Newhoff Institute Newhoffs are a family here locally I know it's a couple of different Newhoff families yes. are they well what, what tell us about the Newhoffs and oh, what sure. their involvement is um, so our our school was funded by um, Oscar Newhoff okay. um, and his wife um, Anne and they basically um, had a, a solid need at the University of Dallas to, to um, originally we were a school of ministry. Um, and so, and we had graduate programs. And so the Newhoffs basically funded us um, and downed our school. And then recently we went through a transition where our graduate programs were moved into the theology department. Uh, but the Newhoff legacy endowment continued on in the continuing education side of things. Um, and so they're, they're very devout Catholics. Um, they come into, um, you know, Oscar was a board member. Um, and so they're at the University of Dallas. And, and they're just very supportive of the Catholic um, ideas and, and moving forward the faith and evangelization out to the rest of the world. Um, and so they've been helping us uh, do that. Yeah. How long have you been executive director and what is your personal background? Oh, sure. Um, I've only been there since July, <laughs> but I've been at University of Dallas for over five years. So okay. uh, my personal background is I actually grew up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So I grew up out in Forney, Texas, um, and I attended um, St. Philip's, uh, the Apostle uh, there in Pleasant Grove, Mostly because my grandmother lived down the street from that from that parish. Um, I had all my sacraments there. My sacramental life um, was really spearheaded uh, through that um, catechetical formation program. I went to Texas A and M University. I got my degree in anthropology, um, and then my husband was in the military, and so we ended up in San Antonio, Texas, at his last duty station after college. Um, and we were there for about well, we were in San Antonio almost ten years. And while at San Antonio, I, I kept feeling the nudge. 
as often we describe that vocational nudge um, to do something um, with the Catholic Church. And I think I felt it my whole life. Um, it's just I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. And so my husband kept looking at me and say, why don't you go into teaching? I think you'd be good at that. And I was like, well, okay, I'll try. <laughs> I didn't want to be a teacher. My mother was a teacher. Everyone yeah. in my family was a teacher. I knew what it entailed, and I, and I never felt called to that. Um, and there was a, a job opportunity at Antonian Catholic High School. Um, to teach theology part-time. And I was like, you know, I, I think I could do that. Um, and I had just started taking just one course at Oblate School of Theology. Um, and I got hired, and the rest is history. And so, yeah, yeah, here you and, are now. And here I am. I just kept moving up through academia. And um, once I taught high school, I knew there were so many questions. Um, and as someone who kind of jumped in um, and was called and then qualified later, um, I really have a, a unique perspective on um, formation and things like that because I am that type of person that came in it from a totally different place yeah. uh, than knowing from the beginning this is what I wanted to do. So I just kind of like, you know, kind of let the spirit guide me. Yeah. yeah. And you um, you sent me an email about the, the particular topic you want to talk about. Yeah, you guys sure. have an event coming up, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's not a UD exclusive event, but um, I'm involved with an organization called the National um, Community of Catechetical Leaders. Um, they actually started out, um, and, and some people may be familiar um, with them, as the National Conference for Catechetical Leaders. Um, and just recently, they went through a transition and changed conference to community to more encompass what they, their vision is going out to the, the forefront. Um, October 3rd through 4th. Uh, they are meeting here regionally, um, here um, at the Hilton on the south side of the airport, um, the Hilton Garden Inn. Um, and John Roberto, who is now the executive director of that organization, um, is bringing really catechists um, really from around the country. Even though it's regional, um, there are those people flying in um, to attend the conference. And it's a small conference, and it's just for us to sort of gather together. And so some of the content the like, content that we're overlooking at is a new context for catechesis. Uh, we're going to explore the vision of the new directory of catechesis uh, because that was put out during the pandemic, if, if you recall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're still trying to um, grasp and re-envision about what um, the, the papacy has given to us as catechists. Um, and then also look at catechesis for all ages um, and the formation of catechetical leaders, but like in a context of today's world, especially with the, with the um, ongoing crisis of identity that we're encountering experience um you know how do you minister to youth that no longer want to be here you know in terms yeah. of the education across the board so we're doing things like that um and the cost is 295 a person that includes lunch and dinner um and all conference materials um they're also having these regional meetings um in chicago tampa San Diego and Farmington, Connecticut. Um, they had a kickoff one a couple of weeks ago um, down in San Francisco, California. Uh, so this is a really great way to connect to catechists um, across the country uh, to talk shop, if you will, uh, about uh, what you are doing as a catechist. Um, and it's also to point out NCCL. NCCL is a professional organization, but it's entirely free. So any if you are just a catechist, even if you can't make the meeting, there's tons of online resources um, and webinars you can also um, gather from there. Uh, you don't have to pay a membership fee to have access to that. Uh, John's um, vision for NCCL is to make it a network of catechists um, and to remove the barriers of cost sometimes, especially for catechists who live in areas of our country who don't have access um, to, to these type of things in this type of formation. 
Jody Hun is my guest, Newhoff Institute Executive Director at the University of Dallas. And as she has explained, the, the reach of the Newhoff Institute uh, goes well beyond uh, the campus of University of Dallas. So the, is there a direct connection between Newhoff Institute and the NCCL? Or are you all sponsoring it? Or are you uh, providing? Well, what, what is that relationship? I'm the connection. So, oh, okay. I, yeah, so yeah. Um, I served on the board of NCCL um, for a year or so. Um, and so uh, John gracefully asked me to come and so I will be working on a panel um, and overseeing some of the discussion for uh, this particular gathering. And then I'm flying out to Tampa to be part of that team as well. Um, as far as uh, like the history, Newhoff has a longstanding history. Uh, we don't necessarily sponsor uh, these per se. Like they're not our events. Uh, we may th- we help um, monetarily sponsor some things or, or, or be present at different conversations. Conferences across the country, uh, but largely what we do um, with professional organizations is we reach out to them and we say we're here. Uh, we have like interest. How can we partner together? Um, and the history of Newhoff, NCCL, and Newhoff has worked really closely together. Uh, they've been here um, when we're having the conference here um, at the the UDMC and the Ministry Conference here at one time. Um, they would come and they would be here present and they would offer speakers and other connections for us. Um, and so we do vice versa. So when um, John knew that um, I'm here. Here and working here at the University of Dallas, he knows we're a great connection. Um, I offered um, that we would be there and be present in any way we can. Um, so that's how our relationship is. Uh, as I tell my students, I can't tell you enough how important it is to be part of a professional organization um, like NCCL. Because uh, this is where you really make connections um, and you really don't feel so alone in the work. It's really easy to feel isolated um, when you're down in the parish working day in and day out, you know, doing the paperwork, you know, and doing the emailing. Uh, and this is a really great way for you to connect with others who are doing that same type of work, um, who may have some fresh ideas, or maybe you come to them with a, a question or an issue, and they can say, I had the same, and this is what worked for us. Uh, so this is sort of like, um, I'm a very, I'm a big promoter of NCCL for that reason, is that they can really help you, you know, kind of figure this ministerial work out, um, and, and, not feel so alone and, and left in the desert. You mentioned two hundred ninety-five dollars to mm-hmm. to attend it. So it's going to be next week, the third and the fourth yep. of October. Where do people go if they are interested in learning sure. more about it? Um, you can go to the website ncc nccl-catholic.org. So nccl-catholic.org. Um, you can also reach out directly to John Roberto, the executive director, and he's his email is uh, John Roberto J R O B E R T O. And it's at lifelongfaith.com. So John Roberto at lifelongfaith.com. All right. Also, nccl.catholic.org as well. Thank you so much for sure. being here. Um, again, uh, Jody Hunt. Is it Dr. Jody Hunt or is it Jody Hunt? It's doctor, but you can call oh, me. Okay. I'm Professor okay. Dr. Jody. I go uh, by it all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I apologize for not no, including no that in the first place. Uh, Dr. Jody Hunt, uh, Newhoff Institute Executive Director there on the University of Dallas campus. And again, uh, nccl.catholic.org or else you can email John. John Roberto at lifelongfaith.com. And uh, thank you very much. I look forward to having you back in studio another time uh, very soon. 
And uh, thanks to Sissel. And I'm um, trying to remember, if you want to visit the websites of the other topics that we talked about on the program today, Mary Macklet School, of course, having their open house next Thursday and Friday. MISchool.org is their website, MISchool.org. And, of course, this weekend is the Fullness of Truth Conference at the Kalahari Resort in Round Rock. And just go to fullnessoftruth.org if you want to get some tickets or learn more about that event. Is there anything else that we need to talk about, Sissel, or does that pretty much close, close it out? Is that? I think that is everything. Sorry, okay. I'm down here really short, I realize. <laughs> yeah, you do we look ran, short. We yeah. ran out of chairs, so I took one uh, some shorter chairs, okay. so I'm like you sitting so low. You didn't actually low. shrink, did you? No, uh, maybe I did. Okay. People right. on the radio will never know. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, again, uh, so the, this is, um, let's see, this weekend uh, we are... St. Michael's and McKinney, is, we're going to be at their fall festival. I think our broadcast is going to be from 12 to 2 p.m. on Sunday. So is that you want Steve Gleason? That's going to be me and Steve Gleason, even though he's, you know, up with the big shot and yeah. doing a network show he'll still do a local he'll still talk to you he'll still talk to me yeah, and he'll just, do yeah. a local broadcast that's his parish so he's very excited to be able to introduce all the great things happening at st michael the archangel yeah. i love it mckinney by the way has two archangel parishes and i'm waiting for Raphael. i know like oh, I know. We're, we're, and, we're missing and, and out the city on this is, i think the city is growing and <laughs> oh so they, it's they like, have room for uh, another one to, they don't even need saint to hold michael a, saint gabriel a meeting like what should we the parish i mean you got to do a saint Raphael. i know uh and also we are going to be visiting saint thomas uh the Apostle Parish in Fort Worth this weekend as well. And we have folks, I think, going out to all those masses, both English and Spanish as well. So yep. uh, busy weekend, busy fall, a lot going on. Uh, and thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the GRN, supporting great apostolates and schools and events. Isn't it great to be Catholic? It is so awesome to be Catholic. So uh, thanks, Cecil. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, God willing, we'll see you next Monday for the next Good News Show. God bless you. And don't forget, Friday, 1 o'clock Central, on the social media sites, the students are taking over Back to the Father, okay? Cecil and William will have another topic. Uh, so tune in for that, too. Back to the Father, 1 o'clock Friday. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on 